In this episode, we're going to look at how to implement Ether Channel. I'll show you how to do it, and we'll talk about the concepts along the way. We've been assigned the task of designing an Ether Channel implementation for a company that wants to improve performance of their switch trunk lines. We're going to try several different ways of implementing Ether Channel links in order to evaluate which is best for the company. We're going to build the topology, configure trunk ports, and then implement LACP and PAGP Ether Channels. We'll be discussing building the network and configuring Ether Channel. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Implement Ether Channel. Here I got our lab set up. On the left side, I got I have our work area. This is where we're going to do all of our work. On the right side, I have our instructions, the packet tracer activity window. This lab's a little bit different where we're actually going to build the network in packet tracer. So we're going to be dragging and dropping switches and connections in there. And then once we have that built, we're going to configure those. Here, here's our objectives, build the network and then configure it. Background, assign the task of en engineering and ether channel implementation for a company. R improve performance on their switch. You're going to try several ways of implementing it in order to evaluate which is the best. Configuration, you're going to implement LACP and PAGP ether channels. Down here, part one, build the network. Use the table below to build the switch topology. The, down here is this cable. Now it's not the easiest. I'll walk us through that. We'll get our network built and then we'll be able to configure it after that. Step one, obtain the devices that are required. Click the network devices icon in the bottom toolbar. Over here in Packet Tracer, if we go to way down to the bottom left, this is that network devices icon they're, they're, they're talking about clicking. You can click on, we have end devices, we have components, connect miscellaneous, multi-user connections there, but we want the networking devices. Click on the switches entry in the submenu. Right below this is the sub-menu. Down here you can see we have routers, switches, hubs, wireless devices, security, and WAN emulation. We want to click on switches. C, locate the 2960 switch, drag and click and drag the icon for the switch into the topology area. Once again, we, we've selected network devices and then switches. Right here is a 2960 switch. I'm gonna click and drag this up to this area. Release, and there we go. Repeat the step above so that there are three 2960 switches in the topology area. That's the second one, and here is the third one. Arrange the devices into a layout that you can work with by clicking and dragging. I'm going to lay them out something like this. I'm going to zoom in a little so you guys can see it a little bit bigger. There we go. I'm going to do it in a triangle pyramid fashion. 
Now we're going to name the devices. Devices have the default name. So switch zero, switch one, switch two. Those are the default names. We will name our devices A, B, and C, or SWA, SWB, SWC. You're changing the display name. So what we're going to do is just change this display name. That's not the host name. Okay. Now, the other thing to pay attention to is how they are given exactly. So it has to be capital S, capital W, capital A. It is case sensitive. If you don't have the capital letters in there, you will not get credit in Packet Tracer for that. A, click the device display name that is below the icon. The text field should appear with a flashing insert insertion point. The configuration for the device appears, close it and try again by clicking a little further away. What they want you to do is right here where it's the switch zero, go ahead and click on that. See how that is this window. I'm going to click outside of it. I'm going to click on the icon above it. This is the configuration window. If you got this window, go ahead, close this out for right now. What we want to do is make sure you click on the text and it changes to this. Now we can go ahead, name it. I'm going to name my top center one SWA, all caps. There we go. My bottom left one, I'm going to name SWB, SWB. And the bottom right one, I'm going to name SWC. We have our three devices and they're labeled. So replace the current name, repeat until all devices are named. Connected devices. What we're going to do here is put our connections in there. We're going to follow what is happening in this table. Now let's take a look at this table for a second. And so our port channel number one connects switches A to B. That would be switch A to switch B. And it's going from gig one on switch A to gig one on switch B. So they did make it a little simple. So we go from gig one up here on switch A to gig B, or sorry, gig one down here on switch B. And we go from gig two on switch A down to gig two on switch B. Should be hopefully simple to do. Okay. Step 3A, click the orange lightning bolt connections icon in the bottom toolbar. Once again, down here in the bottom toolbar, it's the orange lightning bolt. If you mouse over it, notice it says connections right there. So we clicked on that. Locate the Ethernet straight through cable icon. It looks like a solid black diagonal line. And what we're looking for is right down here to say Ethernet straight through. We mouse over this. This is an automatic one. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You're better off knowing what cables you need to use. I'm going to mouse over this blue curved area that says console. That's not what we want here copper straight through that's the one we want i know it says we want the ethernet straight through but we want the copper straight through you can continue mousing over them looking at that we can see that there's all these connections but what we want here is the straight through cable i'm going to go ahead and click on that now when i move my cursor up here you can see the cursor has changed to this little thing some people say it looks like an upside down broom with a bent handle what i think this is is a networking cable with an rj45 in the left end and then the cable squiggling out there to represent that's what we clicked on here was this 
Well, what we're going to do is to connect the device, click the Ethernet straight through cable, and then click the first device you want to connect, select the correct port, then click connect this or click on the second device, select the correct port, and devices will be connected. Once again, we're going from switch A to B, connecting up the gig one port. Here, I'm going to click on switch A. Now, when you look at this cursor, the actual clicking pointing thing is in the upper left corner where that cable plugs in and be like you're plugging that end of the cable in so make sure that's above the icon or make sure it's on the icon for switch a go ahead and click on that and then once again we are connecting we're plugging one end of the cable into gig ethernet zero one and as you can see i move my cursor around it's saying it's connected in switch a let's connect the other one into switch b i'm going to go ahead click click on switch b and come down to my gig ethernet zero one. It is now connected. You can see we have some orange dots. It's going through the negotiation phases. So it's gonna negotiate speed duplex and make sure that we have a good valid connection. Now we have to do the second connection, gig two to gig two. Once again, we go down here, click on our straight through cable up to switch a now notice how gig one isn't available anymore because we connected a cable to it i'm going to go ahead and click gig two click on b and then click gig two again when you connect two cables in parallel notice they space them out so you can see what's going on it's going to go through the negotiation but then also stp is going to pick it or kick in our spanning tree protocol because this is a loop in theory so one of these connections will remain up. The other connection will have one up and one down if we let it sit here. I'm actually gonna click on the fast forward here. And that's what happened, is one of these connections is up, one of these is in a standby state. Because this is a loop and STP or spanning tree protocol has stopped that. Now we need to go through and do the other devices. Switch A to C, fast ethernet 21 and fast ethernet 22. We're going to use the straight through cables again, switch A, fast Ethernet 21, to switch C, fast Ethernet 21. Another cable here, fast Ethernet 22 on switch A, down to switch C, fast Ethernet 22. See that we're having some negotiation happening there. We're still in those amber circles. I'm going to click fast forward, and once again, STP stops that loop from happening. Last group we have to do is from switch B to C. We're looking at ports 23 and 24, connecting those up. Click on our straight through again, switch B, port 23 to switch C, port 23. And one more time from switch B, port 24 to switch C, port 24. And we have our connections. Now, as this goes through and works, STP is going to stop some of these connections. One of these connections will be completely blocked on both ends because this is forming one big loop. I'm going to click fast forward and we can see that the uh, process to get your ports for STP, your root port, your designated ports, your alternate ports, wound up blocking these two ports to stop the loop. 
And then on each smaller loop, we we're blocking one of those connections. So we do have STP working here. When we get ether channel, it'll take care of these little blockings right here because this will be one logical port. This will be a second one. But somewhere, we still need to stop the big loop. And even though we'll have all ether channels, we still have to stop the loop and STP will stop that loop. Takes us through step three. On to part two. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. Leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. There we go. We are going to configure our ether channel. First thing it says here, on each switch, configure the ports that will be used in the port channel as static trunks. Now, I really think this is, should, should be step one because it says configure them as static ports or static trunks. We're gonna go ahead and do that. Up here, looking at our list, switch A, we are using gig one, gig two, and in switch A here, we're using fast ethernet 21 and 22. So we are using all four of these ports on switch A, and we have to change those all to trunk. I'm gonna come over here, click on our switch A. Bring this up, I make it a little bit wider so it wraps nicely. We'll log into our devices, so just hit enter because there's no passwords, type enable to get in the global configuration mode. Then from here to turn these into static trunk ports, we're gonna type config T to get us into global configuration mode. And then we can use the interface range command. And so interface, space range space and then we'll do the fast ethernet so f0 slash and then that was 21 space dash space and once again you gotta make sure you put the space dash space in there and then your ending port number right now we can also put a comma and put another set of interfaces in there and then we'll throw our gig gig ones in there so gig g01 space dash space to gig zero two or just we put a two in there go ahead and do that our prompt now says we're in our interface ranges so we can go ahead and set that as a static trunk how to change that to a static trunk is switch port mode trunk if it doesn't say anything they're access ports but it's always good to go in there and just and make sure there's their trunk so we're going to go set them as static trunks Notice the, the fast ethernet 21 went down. It made the change and assigned it as a trunk and then it goes back up. And that's what we went through all four of these ports here. And we did. That takes care of switch A onto switch B. And as you can see, because those went down and up, these ports are now starting to go through negotiation. I'm actually gonna click the fast forward button here so you can see what's happening. And once again, it kind of looks the same because these switches, we, we just had the default configuration and, and they kind of recover nicely. So on switch B, we're going to get into switch B here. Enable for privilege exec mode, config T for global configuration. And what we're looking at is switch B. So on switch B, we're using gig zero, one and two. And on switch B here for port channel three, we're using 23 and 24. 
So we can do a range of 23 to 24 and include the range gig, gig 01 to gig 02. Start off by saying interface space range, and then you do the first one. That was fast ethernet. That was what, 23 to 24. So zero slash 23 space dash space 24 comma, and then we can say our gig ports. Gig zero slash one space dash space to port two. That gives us our range right there on our devices. And then turn that into a static port. So switch, I guess spell switch, right? Switch port mode trunk. And that will set it as a static trunk. Once again, notice they go down, they make the change, and then they come back up. Let's go ahead and do switch C right away. Switch C over here. It's going to make my window a little bit bigger. Enable for privilege exec mode, config T for global configurations. Okay, we're starting here. We have switch C over here in the charts because I had pop ups on my screen. We look at our chart here. We have switch C using ports 21 and 22. And down here we have switch C also using 23 to 24. It gives us a range of 21 to 24. So we can just put that range in there. Now, as we are looking at that, STP, the negotiations um, for the ports and the settings, they all came through. So those st states went up and down, but we can come in here, interface, do our range command, and then fast ethernet zero slash 21 space dash space to 24. And then we can statically set it as a trunk. So switch port mode trunk. That will give us our static trunks. Exit out, exit out. That took care of part two, pre-step one. Down to step one, configure AGP ether channel. Follow the procedure that was used in the previous activities to configure port channel one as a PAGP ether channel between SWA and SWB. Both sides should negotiate that ether channel. Now we need to go into S, SWA and SWB, switch A, switch B. We need to get into these ports and set it up to negotiate ether channel. And once again, to have that set up as the mode where it's saying, hey, I want to negotiate a connection. Will you negotiate one? The one that's eager for egg P, that is the desirable. Let's go into our switch A to start with. In switch A, let's exit out. I'm not exactly sure where we're at, but we're in global configuration. And so on switch A, we have to turn gig ports one and two into that PAG P desirable to get that up and going. Now what I'm going to do is we're in global configuration mode. Let's go into our interface range command and 
it, once again, this is gig zero, one and two. Interface range, gig zero slash one, space dash space two. It gives us our range. And now we want to set up a channel group. Our, our channel group here is one using our peg P desirable. The command here is channel dash group space one that's the number we're using right here from our documentation and then the mode is desirable desire and desirable is a peg p mode that's saying hey i'm actively looking to make that connection gotta spell desirable correctly States went down, states went up. Looking pretty good so far. Then we need to go on the other end of this connection, which is switch B. So I'm gonna minimize this, open up switch B. Exit out because I don't think that range was correct, but we'll go in and redo our range command on our interfaces. So interface space range and then gig zero slash one space dash space to two and then the command once again was channel dash group and it's channel group one and then the mode was desirable desirable and that sets up that peg p ether channel in the active negotiation freight or state and you can see our, our our physical interfaces went down, they made a change, they came back up. And then all of a sudden, because we had trunking, we had ether channel set up, our actual port channel one came up. I'm gonna minimize that. And if we look here, notice we don't have that little small loop happening anymore between switch A and switch B because Spanning tree protocol sees this as one connection. It's one logical connection. It doesn't have a loop there according to spanning tree because it's one logical connection. On to part two, step two. Configure a LACP ether channel. Configure port channel two as an LACP channel between switch A and switch B and both sides should negotiate the ether channel. Okay, similar to PEG P, once again, PEG P is Cisco proprietary. LACP was by the IEEE engineers and that's open for anybody to use. What we need to go is between A and C. What we're looking at here is this information. So A to C, we're using fast ethernets 21 and 22 on both of those routers, or sorry, switches. We're using protocol and it should negotiate the connection. When we look at those modes, actually, we'll hang on a second. We'll go in and we'll show you how to look that up again. I'm going to open up switch A. Switch A, you can see as we are configuring the other end of our first port channel, the port channel did come up when we had it configured. I'm going to exit out of our interface range right here because I think that's wrong, but I just, I don't want to take a risk. And so we'll re-enter it correctly. So interface range. And once again, our range over here is fast ethernet 21 to 22. 
So F0 slash 21 space dash space 22 gives us our correct range. And then we want to set up a port channel two between them. And so it's a channel group. So channel dash group space. And then the number was two space. We specify the mode and if you can't remember exactly what the mode is. You can hit a question mark. And once again, we are setting up an LACP here and we wanted to negotiate. Looking through our list here, here we have an LACP unconditionally, and we have an LACP only if the other device wants it. And so what we need to do here is set up active and say, hey, we wanna make that connection. And once again, active for LACP is that one that's saying, hey, I want to make a connection. Will you make a connection with me? Where if it's passive, it's just sitting back saying, if you start that conversation, we'll make that connection. And so what we want here is mode active here to create our LACP connection. And so we can go ahead and type in active there. Once again, our interfaces go down and up. That takes care of the switch A side. Let's go ahead and look at the switch C side. Switch C, we go into our interface range command. So interface range. And then once again, we're going fast ethernet 21 to 22. So F zero slash 21 space dash space 22. Got to get into global configuration mode. Interface range F zero slash was it 21 space dash space 22 there we go that's looking better and then we go in and enter our channel group configuration so channel dash group and this was group two mode and once again that mode was active to create that lacp channel our interfaces went down made the change brought them into that port channel so 21 went down and back up 22 went down made the change came back up once these were actually in the port channel our port channel came to up if we look back on switch a we can see that the port channel did go up now that we configured the other end of that connection i'm going to minimize this right here and when we look at our diagram we have some changes in the states of our configurations. Let's go ahead and configure this last one right here, and then we'll see what happens. On to part two, step three, configure a backup LACP ethernet. Configure port channel three as an LACP channel between switch B and switch C. Okay. In this case, switch C initiates the negotiation with switch B. Switch B does not negotiate it. So that's the LACP. Switch C is going to negotiate the connection. So that's going to be our active one. Switch B does not initiate it. That is not the active. We want it to be passive because once again, passive is just going to sit back and say, hey, I'm going to wait until somebody starts the conversation. Once they start that conversation, we're going to go ahead and negotiate that connection. So let's go ahead and configure it. In this case, switch C initiates the connection and switch B does not. 
I'm going to start on switch B. So switch B does not initiate the negotiation of the channel. I'm going to exit out of our interface range because it's the wrong range. I'm going to go ahead and recreate it. I could have just typed the interface range command there. I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't. I typed exit instead. So we have interface. And then on switch B, the one from B to C, we're using 23 and 24. So interface, range, fasting then zero space, or sorry, zero slash 23, zero dash zero, 24. So that gives us a range of 23 to 24. And then we're going to create our channel group. So channel dash group. And that was channel group three from our information right here. Channel group three. And the mode is SBC switch B does not initiate the connection. Well, let's go ahead and figure what that is. I'm going to go ahead and put a space and a question mark after mode. And once again, we are setting up LACP. So it's either active, so unconditionally, or it's passive, LACP only if the device is detected. Only if somebody else starts the conversation. And that's what we want to set up switch B as is a passive one. And so after mode, you can put a space and then passive. That will set it to the configuration we want. Once again, they go down, they bring them into that channel group, then they come back up. So 23 did that, 24 went down into the channel group and back up. I'm gonna hit enter a couple of times just to give us some space. I'm gonna minimize B, open up C here. Now, I gotta change channel or interface range because if we look at the last interface range, it was 21 to 22, but we are working on 23 to 20, or sorry, 23 to 24 here. Now, instead of typing exit this time, I'm gonna go ahead and just type in interface range and then our our range we're working with is fast ethernet zero slash 23 space dash space 24 that's our range and then we create our channel group so channel group three that's what our information here and then the mode once again i'm going to put mode space question mark in there what we're looking for is that if, if B is not initiating it, C needs to initiate that connection. LACP, this is unconditionally, meaning I'm there, I'm looking for that connection. Passive is, hey, I'm there. If you want to start the conversation, I'll do it, but I'm not going to start it. So what we get here is we want the active one. Go ahead, we'll put an active here. Hit enter. Once again, the physical port goes down. We bring it into the ether channel. It comes back up. So that was, happened on 23, 24, went down, went into the channel group, came back up. Once we had multiple interfaces in that channel group, port channel went up and that's a good thing. I'm gonna go ahead and minimize this. We're gonna look here. STP is still doing its thing. It's thinking about it. We got amber light, so that means we have a good layer one connection. Now, SP or sorry, STP is getting done doing its configuration. It thought about it, and notice 
remember how we when we started we originally on these double connections between the switches we would have at least one of these down because this was a little loop here inside of our network now that we've made these ether channels these are one logical connection and stp our spanning tree protocol sees it as that so we have three logical connections connecting up all of our switches which leaves us with one big loop and what spanning tree did it said somewhere in here as we go through the election process the root bridge the root ports the designated ports the alternate ports we have to shut down something in this loop we still know that this is a working path but we still have to shut this down and actraiser doesn't do a good job of showing this it's not both of these ports are shut down it's the ether channel itself that port channel is shut down if one of these connections between these switches goes down the ether channel is still up so we can still transfer data you would need to sever both of these connections here and then this ether channel would come up and that was packet tracer lab 6.4.1 implement ether channel it was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples if you like this episode and you got value out of it please click that like button give a five-star rating leave a comment this all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. These episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.